It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. What is going on, Schweg Nation? How is it going today? Welcome to this episode of the Schwegcast. I am your host, like always, Sam Schwegler. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, I guess, listening. I am going to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm going to, I want to tell you this a little bit later, but I do want to tell you if you do like this show, please remember to like, and subscribe everywhere. You can do it. Hit that smash, actually smash that mother effing like button, because I believe that is the button you need to press. You need to hit the subscribe button and you know what? You know, I also need to leave a review as well. That is something that I will Definitely, 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 definitely do. Okay. I will definitely make sure you do that. Sorry, I'm getting up my notes some more um, as I'm doing this. And um, let me just rant on while I'm getting everything up. Um, I am having a lot of girl problems right now, so I am not feeling too good um, mentally. And so I'm drinking a lot of booze. And I am writing a lot of songs, and I am trying to get through this the best I can, um, just to keep her privacy and my privacy, so I can have a personal life. Um, you'll you'll hear kind of our stories in between songs. I don't want you to think anything of her. Um, I'm just I'm I'm just pretty bummed about everything. That's pretty much what's going on, and uh, I wish it was better. I, I wish it was. Um, there's a lot of things I wish I could do. Um, the biggest person I talk about my relationship problems with is a nine-year-old named Haven, and uh, she's not as easy to get around to as you know you think you would be able to do with. So that that is the that is the big problem. Um, I currently have right now. So, what are we going to talk about today? I have Billy on the show, and uh, he is great. Um, he was so much fun to talk to. Like he's he actually listened to the show uh, before we recorded, which comes a little bit easier because, to be honest with all of you, not a lot of people especially when you do art forms like this, not a lot of people will actually listen to the show before, unless you're like super popular. Like anyone going on Jimmy Fallon kind of knows what's going to happen on Jimmy Fallon. If you listen, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, what's going to happen on Ellen DeGeneres. Most people before they come on the Shwedcast, they don't know what's going to happen on the Shwedcast. So you get a lot of uh, weird things going on. Uh, a lot of things people don't suspect, but Billy kind of knew what, um, what was going on? And Billy was just fun to talk to. He was just, uh, he was just an easy guest to have on the show. Um, not saying we have a lot of bad guests. Um, I mean, like, sometimes it's just my journalistic integrity, and I am super drunk. You know, gin and tonics really get you fast. And so when, you know, when you have guests on the show, it's super easy. You know, there, there, you, you learn I have, like, this journalistic thing going for me right now. And you have like guests who like very much just want to talk about the thing they want to promote and that's it. Then you have people who like 
are like up for having a ton of fun and don't really care because they just kind of have that sort of media training and know what they're going to say. And then you have people who just like don't know what they're doing at all. Billy was like the laid back. He knew what the show was about. He knew how to come in and he just knew how to talk. And it was a great guest. We, we just kill the shit and I don't want to spoil anything in this episode for you. So um, I won't spoil anything about that. But maybe back to, you know, my love life. Um, it's it's just kind of, I'm just having a rough day. And, you know, when you listen to the Friends theme song, you're like, it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. I kind of understand that. I understand where they're coming from when they say that. And it's just fucking insane. And I'm just, you know, the, the wounds are still very fresh right now. And so... I'm I'm just trying to get back that. So if any of you want to make me feel better and um, just want to show your support for me right now, I'm not trying to ask for like, oh, woe is me. I'm just, I'm just had a couple drinks in me and I'm just blabbering on because this is my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, I usually have to check with uh, Shway first before, but it doesn't matter. It's my show. I can, I can do whatever the hell I want. And so if if you really want to just kind of help me out, um, I don't I don't ask for much. Just tag me in something funny on Instagram. It's at Sam Schwegler. Just make me laugh. That's all that's all you really need to do. That's all I really want from you. Just make me laugh. So um before I just keep going on a rant about my love life, which I'm just gonna stop now. Um hopefully maybe a couple ne- next couple episodes, I can give you a little update on uh what I think. So let me just get to the sponsors of this show. This show is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join with millions of other people to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. Skillshare has a simple purpose, to give you the skills and expertise needed to succeed. And, you know, I've been talking about my relationship life, or my love life, my girl life. Um, You know, I bet you anything... Without even looking at it right now, if I Googled like some sort of hitch situation on Skillshare, I would find it because Skillshare is that amazing of a program. You can get your first three months for only 99 cents. That is a ton of classes for 99 cents. And like I said, I've been drinking a lot. I've been really getting really into cocktails lately. And Skillshare has those bartending and cocktail making Things that you definitely need just to how to be better, how to make better drinks, and, uh, and you know, going back to my love life, how to be a better man, because apparently that's something I need to work on, and, uh, geez, I've gone way too far, and I know I'm not going to care about this, because I'm editing it the night before it comes out, and so, just, you know, sign up for Skillshare, 99 cents for your first three months, and you can get that opportunity by using the link in the description of this episode of the episode. You have to use the link in our description to actually get that 99 cent deal. So I would definitely not waste that opportunity. In the words of Lin-Manuel Miranda, I will not throw away my shot. This episode is also sponsored by Honey. Honey is a free web browser extension. You can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it at all, especially with those microtransactions. 
to be honest, I've been using Honey pretty much ever since they came out and started putting advertisements for their own products. And once I saw the program, I'm like, why would I not put the Honey extension on my computer? It's just so stupid. I have saved at least, I would say, hundreds of dollars on pizza alone just by using Honey. And it is a remarkable product. And I, I cannot suggest you enough, especially for being a free product. And it's something that sponsors this show. So just signing up using the link in the description of this episode helps out this show tremendously. And it doesn't cost you any money. And you save money. So there's nothing to lose here. Go try Honey. Like, what's what's going to happen? Nothing. You're saving money using Honey. You're making yourself a better person. You're going to make it so maybe I won't have girl problems in the future. And why is that keep coming up in this intro? I need to stop drinking gin and tonics. They are too sneaky on you. And so, that's Honey. Go use Honey. Use the link in the description of this episode to support this show. Because supporting this show is something we need you to do. So uh, I'm going to stop rambling rambling on because uh, it's been like nine minutes and we're going to get to my talk with Billy where I'm not drunk and not having girl problems and we are going to go into it and you're going to listen to this conversation and you're going to have a good time. Stay awesome, y'all. Japanese it's these. I think that's a safe bet it's just like because I guess there's like the race like not being racist or whatever and there's like you can't say people all look alike like if you say like a black person like oh you just think all black people look alike no I can tell a distinct difference between black people sure it's Asians they all <laughs> <laughs> especially Asian characters yeah literally yeah well them. yeah it was like it's <laughs> even like well like even more like alphabet we use like even like spanish and not font uh letters yeah the 26 like even those like we can tell like it's language and yeah. like oh and then hieroglyphics and then there's a lot of crazy crazy alphabets out there like russian i mean you just don't even know where to begin yeah from a to backwards that. r yeah everywhere <laughs> everywhere from in between but yeah, yeah. Uh, are you a pbr fan I'm a PBR fan. I do endorse the PBR Life brand. It, it, it is so good. I, cause I used to be like a beer snob, where I like I only like good beer. Yeah. And then like I went to a couple concerts, and you know I just drink PBR those, and I'm like, you know I'm gonna stick with PBR, and so now I just drink a lot of PBR. You can't beat it for the price. I do consider myself a little bit of a beer snob, but it's not always appropriate to be drinking like a hard IPA. You know, it makes you full, yeah. makes you hot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, and then you have, like, and then I realized, like, I kind of, beer snobs kind of annoy me. It's like, yeah. drink this warm beer and tell me what you think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't need that much flavor all the mm-hmm. time. Sometimes I just want to, you know, get a little buzz going. I know. Um, but yeah, I can like a good beer, though. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't had too many good beers, like local. Jackalope's pretty good, but Jackalope's I haven't had okay. um, too many. 
But yeah, the local bad. ones, like some of them are hit or miss. Some of them try way too hard and mm-hmm. they'll get deep into the sours, not a fan. Yeah. I do appreciate a good like Saison or an mm-hmm. IPA, but yeah, some of them let's tone it down just a tad. Oh yeah. Um I haven't had anything good by Tailgate. Is there anything no. good? And they're is actually it, opening up a new tailgate in East Nashville. Really? It's like they uh, just put the sign up, so they're trying to get, trying to mark their territory in East. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't know if I've just not had a good one or. I mean, a, they have some decent ones, but then they also have like peanut butter and jelly or like yeah. just like weird like novelty flavors. Like I'm not into that. I have, I think I have a can of something tailgate in my fridge just i got waiting for someone to i was just it. like well no i'm pretty sure it's like bad now just, well yeah you know it's you know a beer is bad when like you just let it go expired in your fridge like <laughs> that's, that's like the true sign of a bad beer yeah but it's uh, like i don't even care enough about this to look at the expiration date well it's like sometimes if you get a beer you don't like and you're like dumb enough to get a six-pack you're just like wait until you like you're pretty drunk yeah. and like any beer tastes good true you know it's just like somehow you're able to drink it uh like face down like some no problem yeah i've had a lot of beers while drunk or buzzed and then i've gone for it sober like oh i remember liking this beer and it's just not the same experience here's one thing which i think the episode before yours we were talking we're going to talk about uh was it uh we're going to try four loco and so Mm. i i've had four loco not a lot um can't say i remember what it tastes like Oh, man. <laughs> Four Loco hit the streets when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And so, like, definitely had a few Four Loco nights. It was just a rancid, strange mix of, like, being drunk but also being super energetic. It was a wild experience. But, oh, man, I just, like, it's like, I, it's, like a, it's an embarrassing thing to go by, I feel like. Oh, to yeah. me, it Especially is. Especially nowadays, yeah. It yeah. had its phase. When you're, I guess so. I'm at that age where I think it's, a, like, I buy, I, I like to drink, take Jaeger bombs when, like, I'm with friends, yeah. you know, like, they come to town. And, like, I feel so embarrassed, like, when I buy, Ye- like, Jägermeister. I don't know. Like, it's, it's like, not something st- you sit down and enjoy. It's got a stink to it, yeah. It, Jägermeister's like, got a thing. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like licorice, and so, it, like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't do me good. I like red licorice, but it's black licorice, which is not, I don't like. Yeah, yeah. So, it, sure. it's, uh, but I like Red Bull. Red Bull, yeah. Red Bull's good. It's, re- it's really sad when you, like, get a drink and you're just like, um... Oh, this kind of tastes well, like drink orange juice. For oh, this kind of tastes like a uh, screwdriver. I was like, hold up. <laughs> You're comparing things to the alcoholic version of it. Yeah, like ah, hmm. Or like when I like I started drinking Red Bull again for some reason, and that was just like, uh, oh, this kind of tastes like Red Bull vodka. I was like, oh wait, because it is. <laughs> there you go. There's the answer. Like, uh you have a mixed drink preference? I've been really getting into the cocktail game lately. Old Fashions, that's just an easy one to mm-hmm. order. It sounds cool, and, like, you know, you don't have to explain it to the bartender. So that's probably my number one right now. Um, I'll stick with that. Moscow Mules, you know, they're trendy. I mm-hmm. like the the tin or the copper or whatever yeah. comes in, but definitely not my favorite. Ginger's not, like, my favorite to yeah. mix with. Um, so I, those two drinks I have two funny stories with, so okay. I'm going to go on a rant now. Right. So... Uh, there's this, I went to a club in Nashville with some friends and, and it's not one of those, like I go to clubs. It's just like, it's a friend's birthday and they've already been drinking. So like, let's go to a club. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and, um, it was one of those that you like, one of those places where you like, you need to get like Coke and whiskey or something like that. Like something yeah. simple. Yeah. And I got nervous when I was getting ready to order and I was just like, uh, can I get an old fashioned? Yeah. <laughs> because like, uh, like the only mix, cause I was like, I like mixed drinks, but like. 
uh, I guess under pressure, I said like the worst one for them to make. Yeah, like at a club setting. Because mm-hmm. I played with a, a guy, Jackson Aid. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know him? Okay, he was Wait, on. The... Were you? Did you play with him at the five spot? It wasn't five spot? No. Okay. I played with him at Kimbros, and I played with him. I played with him one night, two shows, okay. and then I haven't heard. I haven't got a call from him since. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what he's doing. Uh, but uh, he was like, oh, "I'll buy you an old fashioned." I was like, "Okay," and then I drank. It. I'm like, "Man, this is really good." Yeah. And so now I like to get old fashions. They can be great. They can also be really bad. So mm-hmm. it's just oh, yeah. a field Like of that one I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, And then the Moscow Mule is like if it's someone's 21st birthday, you got to give them a Moscow Mule. Because sure. it's kind of like the dorkiest sounding drink to buy someone. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, 21st birthday. But, yeah, you always got to buy people shots. And that's Shots, yeah. I got I got some gross stuff for my 21st. I got a tequila and mayo. I think it was called a sweaty Mexican Oh, is what someone called it. <laughs> There's this one, it was like a pickleback in like some of my friends at my old bar in Missouri. Uh, some of our friends liked it, some of us didn't. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't like it. Yeah. It's have you had a pickleback? Is it like literally pickle? I juice think it's like with a shot. I think it's I think it's a shot of something. I, th- I want to say Jameson. Yeah. And then uh to to chase it with pickle juice. Mm. I've had like pickled juice vodka. Like I don't know if it was just pickle juice mixed with vodka. Not actually terrible, but Okay. I mean if you like pickle juice, then like it's tolerable for me. I feel like pickles and pickle juice is like the 50-50, like you like it or don't. Like it's like it's like an even if you went took everyone in the world and asked them, Do you like pickles? It's like flipping a quarter. It's gonna yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be fifty fifty. That's like that's why your marriage has to be one person who likes pickles, one person who doesn't. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's a good rule to live by. That's my that's my dating advice. So it's like <laughs> I don't have very much, just like uh don't hit each other unless like that's your like bedroom thing, your love language. That's your love language, not like out of like the heat of anger. Yeah, <laughs> only to express care mm-hmm. for the other person. Yeah, and it was like choke me harder, daddy. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. Have you ever been called daddy? <laughs> um, they called poppy. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had kids accidentally call me daddy, and like you have to politely tell them like never call me that ever again. Oh, that'd be weird. That, I've no, never had that. Not before. even like as like I don't want you to confuse me with your father. Just like, it's just I don't want to be called daddy. Yeah, like by a child. Put that in my head. Ugh. And I was like, <laughs> your your mom maybe not you. <laughs> no, good point. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So we've gotten pretty awkward. So we usually talk about sex. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to a few of these. That's how they usually go. It's like <laughs> okay, so you came prepared. So like yeah. you seem like you're calm, and you get some people in here like okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, uh. uh. <laughs> Well, I listened to the Jackson Aid one. He uh, went off on Bob Dylan for a minute. He knows mm-hmm. his stuff about that. Oh, that yeah, definitely. One. Jackson yeah. was a fun episode. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I'm probably not going to be goofy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you get the tone of people, and you're like, ah. You seem like you're prepared. I'm so chilling. That's how, yeah. you, that's how you're a journalist. You know how to <laughs> – you seem like you came prepared. Capital J. It's funny like because, like, um, you know the Eric Andre show? Yeah, I love the Eric Andre show. Uh, it's so funny um, and kind of stupid. But no one does, like, the research on the show before no. they go on. So, no. like, it makes it that much funnier. And so I like to imagine it's like, oh, you're listening to the show or something like that. Like, you come <laughs> on the show. Or, oh, yeah, and people are like, oh, so what are we expecting? I'm like, um – uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like we talk about, we cuss a lot. We drink. <laughs> Can't really sum it up, you know. Um, you might just listen to an up, ep- which is like a lazy thing to say to someone. Oh, just listen to an episode. You'll kind of get it. Yeah. But it's like the easiest way. Yeah. To uh, to easily uh, do it. Yeah, I can't imagine walking into like an Eric Andre, like not knowing the situation and mm-hmm. just being like, "What universe am I in right now?" Well, I it feels know. like most of them are straightforward. I feel like with TV, you feel a little different. 
But uh, but Eric Andre, well, at least like I know what Eric Andre is. So yeah. like if I had to go to the Eric Andre show, I'd be like, I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like I'm kind of expecting this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. apparently only two people have walked out. Lauren Conrad, because they kept making Jew jokes. Yeah. Which like Eric is part Jewish. <laughs> so it's like. I think he like threw up on his desk and like re ate it too in front of her face. <laughs> And then, like, T.I. apparently walked out. Yeah. But T.I. was like, hey, it was just a little too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> yeah. But not Lauren Conrad. Apparently, like, she's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> very serious about her press. About her reality TV career. It's such a weird show because it's, like, 15 minutes. And they have people go in and record for, like, two hours. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, sitting there for two hours just, like, Eric Andre, like, destroying his desk just and then doing, eating his vomit. <laughs> just doing the worst things he could think of in front of you. And to yeah. You. I think my favorite clip, it's like an earlier one where it's like he's carrying like a box of bees into like the subway in New York. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. And he, like it all falls over uh, on himself. Yeah, God. But uh, he's he's a he's a character. That's that's uh, one way to put it. Are you are you into Adult Swim at all or what? Are you, like, I'm not like I don't even have cable anymore. Mm-hmm. So I know they got most of their stuff online, but I'm not like. I don't know why I found that show. I think I, most of the Adult Swim stuff I found from YouTube and then yeah. like crossed over to it. But I don't watch like a lot of their, a lot of the cartoons that they have on. I've always heard they're great, but I just haven't gotten into them. They're hit or miss. Like Robot Chicken's kind of just like ball jokes, and it's like yeah, it's funny if you're drunk. Um, then they yeah, do a like lot the people r- have the stipulation like oh like you if you're high you'll love it. It's like well I'm not high <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> I'm not, like just because like you have to be on something to enjoy it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rick and Morty, apparently people like that a lot. People love it. But Can't it, stop talking about it. But it's actually pretty good, but except, yeah. like, the, uh, the meme people on the internet is like, oh, I'm actually pretty intelligent because I watch Rick and Morty and don't understand the made-up science that they make up for the show. Yeah, I love when people have taste and they assume that that, like, attributes to their character. Like, I watch this, therefore I'm this kind of person. It's like, <laughs> no, like, someone else made it. I'm, You're just consuming it. My it doesn't make it better. But, uh, I'm, I got into Rick and Morty only because I'm a big fan of Community. That show and Dan Harmon, oh, one of the creators, right, yeah. is on it, and so yeah, seems great. I'd love to watch it. So and then it just sparked my love for Childish Gambino, which Community had a lot of good people on it. Yeah, like Joel Osteen, that guy's hilarious. Joel Osteen. Oh wait, am I Joel thinking McHale. That's what, uh, <laughs> Joel Osteen's the, <laughs> the uh, preacher, from the Texas. preacher from Houston who Houston. wouldn't let people sleep at his church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after Hurricane Harvey, it's like. <laughs> Well, it's just like, oh, no, the, the church is flooded. We can't go. Yeah. Someone takes a picture of the church. Yeah, that guy got caught up in it hard. Uh, well, like, we could have had insurance problems, but God, only God can protect you is from money. Mm-hmm. He can't protect you from, uh, uh, was it? Natural disasters. Natu- from, like, insurance policies. Like, God God won't bless you that way, but he'll yeah. bless you financially. <laughs> Especially him. But, no, he probably just wiped his tears away with his $100 bills. He's yeah. He's really a part of the fabric of the community. Really must have hurt him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess the only one who's like not really doing anything anymore is Chevy Chase, which he was on his way out. Yeah, I mean, what is he like eighty? He's had quite the career. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> he was funny on the show, but like, eh, yeah, we don't need him anymore. Yeah, they just like killed him off on the show. Yeah, apparently he's like, just like a horrible person in real life. Oh yeah, there was just like, yeah, Chevy uh, Donald Glover says Chevy Chess made a bunch of racist racist jokes. I was like, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when you know, like everyone's coming out, you know, like got sexually assaulted or whatever, and then it's just like, we're like, if you're getting assaulted, that's really bad. But it's just like, this guy made a bunch of sexual remarks for me. He's like, yeah, he's like 80. You know, he's gonna do that. <laughs> 
like who knows what's going on in that guy's brain. He's yeah. just out there, man. It's just like if he assaulted you, like we need to be more serious about this. But yeah. like, like an eighty year old's probably gonna say, it's gonna say some inappropriate things. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. What yeah? What TV are you into besides like Eric Andre? I mean, I'm just big in the Netflix game these days. Um, I mean, when I do have cable ver- available, Impractical Jokers is my absolute okay. jam. I mean, I can never stop watching that show. Um, that's it. But Netflix, I'm just like going through Parks and Rec again. I'm very oh, much Parks like just a serial watcher of like shows I've already seen before. The Office, I've watched oh, a million times. Yes, I love The Office. Um, okay, I'm gonna like you want to just talk to the mic. I have to show you a shirt I have. Sure. That I think you'll appreciate. Okay. This is, I'm assuming, TV show related. He's getting the shirt. I can hear some things moving around. It's got a dope studio here. Lava lamp. This is like my favorite. Oh my god. My current favorite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, was he? Let me get back behind the mic. Uh, so it's like, so if those of you can't see at home, it's John Ralphio, but like as a wolf shirt, <laughs> like you'd find at a gas station, specifically pilot stations that I find. Is that where you found it? No, I, uh, I just ordered. I, I impulse bought it I online. Was a pilot. That's great. I know it's 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 a great party shirt. Like if you need a shirt that's loud, that's your shirt. One of the greatest uh, sitcom characters, John Ralphio, yeah. Saperstein. Yeah. Where um, I think if we get it right, that'd be a, that'd be a good spinoff. I'd watch that spinoff. John Ralphio. It's just John. I Ralphio. don't like his sister in the oh, show Mona though. Lisa's so awful. it's like if she's coming along for it too. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Sir, I don't want I don't want Mona Lisa. She's the worst. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she was annoying. Yeah. And then, like, Tom couldn't break up with her. <laughs> she looked like him a lot, too, which was creepy. I wonder if they – no, they're yeah. definitely not really in real life. Yeah, I can't they, – they're probably just dark-haired Jewish people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm half Jewish, so I can say these oh. things. So we can make Jews jokes. Good. And white people jokes. Great. Yeah, and we're both white for those both, listening. Those – yeah, this is a very white show. <laughs> but – um. One time, I saw a bunch of. Th- I'm, I'm gonna say this. I, I had a, saw a bunch of black people. Nothing wrong with that. We're going. We're gonna be serious. But they were, were all wearing white. Like it was just like, and they went to a party where everyone else was wearing white. Yeah. And I had to like hold back me from saying, "Oh, so you guys going to a whites only party?" Uh, uh, <laughs> those are yeah. White parties are they're popular. I've never okay, been to so one. Th- those that's, that's a, a thing. thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which Don't to me it's just kind of funny, just because you can say it's a whites only party. Like it's put a, fat, yeah, it's a just fact. put that sign on the door like whites only. Yeah, <laughs> just just be like, yeah, sorry man, can't come in. What's wrong? I was like, you're not wearing white. You got it. You got a black shirt on. You can't come in. It's whites only. <laughs> Except I feel like if it's a whites only party, I'm gonna get a stain on the shirt. Yeah, if they're serving finger food, I mean, <laughs> ugh, can't imagine the stains. But, but no, it's like black clothing. It's like. Just wipe it off. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, dark colors, sweat stains, it all just fits together, except toothpaste stains. But Yeah, toothpaste is like a whole other uh, like machine in... Uh, Destroying clothes. <laughs> How often do you change your toothbrush? That's a weird question. I uh, changed it recently. I brush hard, so my bristles okay. go down pretty quickly. So I'd say like I'm a four to five monther. I feel like that's more than other people. Maybe three to four. I I have one of those like quip. It's like an electric toothbrush, like a timer. And so um, 
and I forget to change the head on it. And so, like, I got a new head, and then the three months passed, and then they're just, and I got a new debit card in that time, and yeah. they're just like, oh, your payment has been paused. I was like, I still haven't changed the old. <laughs> just like, um, yeah, I'm probably just going to die of some disease <laughs> from me just not changing my toothbrush. It's just, like, completely bent, not doing anything for your teeth at all. <laughs> just, just, It's just straight up, like, the rubber on the end, and it's just like, you're just like, oh, and it's just, like, rubbing back and forth, and just chipping away. Oh man! But uh, so uh, so we've gotten to the important important social justice topics. Yes, we got check those boxes. We got we got like whites only parties. Yep. We got beer. Uh, old fashions. Don't order an old fashioned at an actual club. Mm-hmm. Only at bars where they know what they're doing. Some good stuff. Some good lessons mm-hmm. for the people. A lot so, of stuff you got to learn on your own. Well, this is very much a kids show. So good. Let's talk about sex for a little bit. So it's your favorite position. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but yeah. So, have you listened to any good music? I hope I do. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of good music coming out recently. Um, Liz Cooper and the Stampede. Are you familiar with them? They sound familiar. They're Nashville act. They have an album coming out tomorrow. Uh, Raylan Baxter. He's another Nashville guy. He sounds familiar. Yeah, he sounds familiar. Um, that just came out like two weeks ago. It's really good. Uh, the new Dolls album. D a w e s. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I know them. Those are the most recent albums I'm listening to. Um, aside from that, like, the new Denzel Curry, like, that's a pretty decent album. I don't know. What about you? How much was it? Uh, I've been just, like, pressing uh, the new Charlie Puth. I listen to a lot of pop music, so. Yeah. The new Charlie Puth record, like, I've absolutely loved. Um, they I work for Warner Music, so they're constantly okay. playing his songs in the bathroom. Him and Ed Sheeran, just like a constant loop in the office. Where it's like, I feel like I could get annoyed with Ed Sheeran, but like I'll listen to voice notes on loops on end. That's like my new favorite, my, at least my favorite so far this year. Yeah. I'll say, um, because it's, that's probably when my Spotify year end review comes out. Yeah. Like, you listen to voice notes a lot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I guess they're pretty cool with him or whatever. <laughs> Guess they like him. The Pooth. Yeah, he's a Warner artist, so, so I guess yeah. I mean, they he's, he's crushing like it right now. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny because he was very, uh, like, very popular. Like, so his first album was like, eh. Yeah, that one song with Selena Gomez was pretty good, but then the rest is just like, eh. Then he's just like, okay, I got everyone to like me now. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. And that's what I guess Warner was cool that way when they're just like, sure, do whatever you want. Yeah. I guess they let him produce it himself. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> That's all I know. I'm, I'm a nerd, so I like to look into things like that. Oh, you produced it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not like – I listen to him a little bit, but I'm just not like the biggest fan. Yeah. Or at least I just don't know him well enough to know. Yeah, but, pop music's um, such a – like unless you're like, oh, I love how they're creative this way. Or, yeah. So which which actually reminds me of a story from when I was in college. We had to – I was in like electronic music production class. Nice. And so like we had one of our assignments – there was only like eight of us in the class. Where'd you we go to school? Had, uh, Central Missouri. Central Missouri. University, so middle of nowhere. Good program, <laughs> good music program. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, good. I mean, it got me here. Yeah. But it didn't pay for me to get here. <laughs> True. But um, uh, what was, what was it? so yeah, we all had to like do was pick a song that incorporated a lot of electronic music. And like everyone did this obscure electronic music. Yeah. Uh, one guy did mute math, so that was like probably like, the most normal. I was like, hey, let's do something that has a lot of stuff written on it. Mm-hmm. So I picked uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's uh, Call Me Maybe. Oh yeah, that which was, a was just like a, which still is a banger, like it's still the best song ever released in the summer. Like if you're ever, picking like song down. of the summer, 
Like that's, Ooh. I think that's the pinnacle for me. I think pinnacle for me is going to be Daft Punk Get Lucky. Oh, when that, that came out. That was I the mean, year after was, too. Was it the year yeah, after? I think, that I'm was say 2013. I still love that. I still love that <laughs> album. That is just that song. Mm, Random Access Memory. I banged hard. Good album. Yeah. I liked uh, doing it right on that album. Yeah, that course. was really cool. Like vocoder. I love the creativeness of the vocoder and the yeah. instrumentation. Yeah, yeah. They had a guy from Animal Collective on that song, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Panda or something. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> God, that's all, that guy went away. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hard. That guy's gone. <laughs> he's only like 20, so he don't have a career. He's got, he's stacked now. He can do whatever he wants. Um, well, you got Kanye West. Because Panda was sampled in Life of Pablo, so. Yeah, so Father Chef My Hands, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's weird when Kanye samples a song before you hear the original. Because then you're like, oh, this is a Kanye West song. Yeah. And then you're like, no, it's not. It's like, no, he literally took it, like, almost verbatim. <laughs> Just. <laughs> but, I mean, that's Kanye's thing. Yeah, he's no, he's been known to do that a couple of times. Uh, he did it with Chief Keef. Uh, man, what was that song? It was, that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> Kanye just, like, took it and made it his own. I mean, good. I'm glad there's no, like, studio recording of Bohemian Rhapsody, though. Did you ever see the live video of him doing Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, my God. I think I did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. just bad. But I mean, he's not a singer, so. Yeah. Actually, on. Um, cause I used to think 808 was his best album, but I'm starting to think it's my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Well, that's a consensus. Mine, like, fluctuates. For a minute, I thought Yeezus was the best album. Mm-hmm. I got deep into that one. I don't Did know you why. see it live, Yeezus? No, dude, I've never okay. seen him live. I feel like the Yeezus was a very big, like, it was an event. Yeah. That's how I see the Yeezus, so, and I think I missed the event. I didn't really catch on to it in time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to the album until like a year after it came out, and I was like, let me give it a shot. And it was just like so much different than I ever could have thought it was yeah. going to be. It took me by surprise completely. But, uh, well, I mean, like Runaway is like one of the, Yeah. I mean, that's like a legend of. Of course, yeah. I mean, that, for me, like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, like the first half of that is amazing. For me, it falls off towards the end, but I mean, the story that goes on in the first, like whatever, eight to ten tracks is amazing. Which I feel like. Kanye was trying to redo that with his new album, trying to get everyone to hate him. Yeah, so well, like, yeah, I guess. And then like, I don't, I like don't know what the hell he's trying to do with this new stuff. I don't but. even know what he's trying to do with his life. <laughs> yeah, but it- the new album, um, I didn't mind his album, but I thought his um, "Kid See Ghost" with Kid Cudi, I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the push, I thought what he was doing this summer was actually really cool musically. Yeah, the other stuff was completely bizarre but. it's like i may not agree with what he says but i'm yeah. gonna like pay attention to what he makes yeah for sure um i love that first track off yay uh, i thought about killing you yeah it's just like, like a, it's a poem but yeah yeah i didn't like i could see how some people are like a little off put by that but i thought that was kind of like a fun opening I love, track. i like the creativeness of it that's my yeah. <laughs> so and it's like you would like pitch his voice up and then down mm-hmm. and so i was like what are you what are you trying to do yeah which yeah. is like like I remember the lyrics right. It's like, I thought about killing you, and I thought about killing myself, and I love myself way more than I love yeah, you. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you love your, so you want to kill someone, <laughs> someone you love, presumably. but you, but you want to kill yourself too. Yeah, and you love yourself way more than you love anyone else. Than anyone else. So wanting to kill you. It's not so, that big of a deal when you think so about it. So it's not really, yeah. So yeah. Kanye wants to kill you. You're you're pretty good. Yeah, I think that's like a stamp of love. <laughs> yeah. I want to kill you. <laughs> Thanks, Kanye. Thanks, Kanye. You're the well, best. Kill, love you too. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is good. I think everyone needs a rap name. Mine's Sweezy. So um, do you have like a rap name? 
No, I don't have a rap name. So I've never ever once thought about me being. I mean, I, rapping's awesome, but like I was never like. There's no way I could do that. I'm Not just even embarrassed. <laughs> like, I mean, I rap along with songs. But yeah, like, I could. I can do that, just, and if I like take the time, I can like write it out. And then, but if I had to freestyle, like, oh, uh, no I'm a spiritual, lyrical spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you start using a word, anything that ends in T-I-O-N in a freestyle, you're pretty good because you just, motivation, inspiration, you can just keep going. Oh, yeah. You can do like all I two could, minutes like, on Shunwords. I could sing freestyle, but I could not, like, like Frank Ocean's, like, singing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of like, it's kind of like rap, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I'm writing songs, like, the way I develop melodies is just by just letting the words come out and oh, letting yeah. the melody fall into place and it's a form of like freestyle and then some of it ends up sticking mm-hmm. just like instinctually whatever feels right to fit the chords mm-hmm. oh yeah it's just like <laughs> like yeah. sing along to that like okay cool that's the melody and then you might make the beat i make beats so <laughs> nice. you're yeah you do more like rock pop or rock it's like indie folk indie folk yeah uh, indie rock whatever yeah i always build off a guitar first and then um work my way up from there Okay. So it's always cool. And we will get more into that after our break. We're going to listen to one of your new songs. And then we are going to go uh, talk some more about you. So don't touch that dial.
on it. We just listened to your song. What was the song we just listened to? It's called Read the Room. All right, Read the Room. I think I listened to that one. I listened to them all right before I came here. Do I still have the Dropbox folder pulled up? Nice. Thank God it's not porn. <laughs> Open it. Yep, here. Yeah, I was just listening to it. Yeah, I was just listening to all this. Oh, perfect. Right before here. So Yeah, so those are the mixed threes. Read the room is in the mixed second batch. Oh. Um But yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. I'm sometimes like it's really bad because I'm like a kind of a techie guy. Yeah. And then I can be like really dumb with things too. <laughs> well the link I sent you is my fault because the link I sent you was originally for was the right link, but then more <laughs> stuff got added in there, so it all got mm-hmm. oh. Dropbox. But yeah, Dropbox. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I thought I was like I think I saw mix one, mix two, mix three. Yeah, I yeah. thought like oh, I'll probably listen to mix three. That, yeah, those definitely are the best ones to listen to. So at this point. do you guys? Anyone? You guys mix it in house? So I'm working with um, JD Tyner or Tyner. I actually don't know how to say his last name. It's T I N E R Tyner, um, and he records in East Nashville. It's called Glass Onion Recordings. Okay. And he's doing all the mixing. He recorded us. He's doing all the mixing and engineering of it. And um, yeah, he's crushing it right now. So, mm-hmm. so because he is a mix three, I saw the mix three. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Someone else is on my. I just put like the date. Yeah. When I send mixes out. Yeah. And so it's just like that way because you get into this habit of, well, I guess I don't, you don't mix. So you get yeah. into this habit of putting final mix and then mm. like, oh, it's, we not, need the it. final mix. <laughs> it's yeah. not the final. So I never put final on. I just put the date of yeah. when I b- bounced it. Yeah. And you feel good. No way. You can feel good if you do bad things. It makes you feel good if you do bad things. That's a great way. Which is so much easier to make albums now. It's like, uh, with like analog board. This is me nerding out about recording gear, yeah. but like you have to go back and you're like, oh, we need to uh, redo this part. It's too quiet here or whatever. And you like have to remember how you did everything. Yeah. So like now it's just like, okay, all right, good to go. Yeah, man. I wish I knew more about the recording process myself. I used to record my stuff way back in high school and like was very like fluent in GarageBand and then Pro Tools for a minute, but I definitely fell off hard. And so like... But knowing it a little bit, like, I feel so bad asking for changes once we've, like, gotten yeah. to this point. Because it's like, man, like, it's so annoying. But, like, I'm not going to be able to get it off my mind unless we fix this one little thing. The nice thing is if you get – if it's performed well yeah, and you arranged it well, like, you're pretty much good. Even I think, if, you know, Nanny's just, like, sprinkles on top at that point, which is where you want to get it. Just, like – Even if it slightly sounds shitty, like, if the arrangement's good, the song is good. Yeah. People are going to listen to it and be fine. Yeah. I so, hope so. Which they sound fine to me. So I was like, cool. which, no, yeah. So let's zoom in here. So they sound fine. Yeah, um, yeah. They've come a long way. So, yeah. Tell me about that song we just listened to. Let's just talk about that a little bit. Right. So, Read the Room. Um, that's the first single we're putting out. And, um, you know, the song is about, I guess the best way to explain it is that it's about trying to cut to your most inner truth, if that makes sense. It mm-hmm. sounds a little heady when I put it like that. Basically, so the first line of the song is, it's hard to find the inner light when you bend beneath the, the knife. And that kind of sets a template for the song. And what that means is like, it's hard to really find out who you are if you're dodging the own, like your own mind trying to figure okay. yourself out. So a lot of people are into the whole um, self-awareness and then into the whole, you know, meditating on it themselves. But instead of taking responsibility, they dodge around those really rough mm-hmm. angles and be like, well, I do act out in this way sometimes, but that's because so-and-so happens when really like you should be accepting full responsibility. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the theme of the song to me is like, it's hard to get down to it when you have all these walls up. Mm-hmm. Like you think you're doing the work, but you actually have all these walls up. And instead of 
like I said, embracing your flaws, you're trying to explain them away to yourself, mm-hmm. you know? More like, because um, I've like i been writing like like totally like the same thing. Yeah. Or it's more like you're like trying to be a better person and trying to understand, like do what you're trying to do to be better. But at the same time, like you keep doing those shitty things you're trying not to do. Yeah, because it's hard and it's hard to admit fault in yourself, especially as much as it takes to be the best version of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's like constantly thinking you're at a place where you're good and then having a setback and trying to examine how you got there again. But Mm -hmm. it's just natural that we defend against even ourselves trying to figure that out because it's hard. It's painful. Um, So that's kind of the theme of song essentially is that. And um, the conclusion it gets to is just like, um, I think the final line of the song is like, why am I so wide eyed? um, With all this misdirect and just like the misdirection that you can put yourself on you can spend hours, days, or weeks thinking about an issue you think you have only to find that that was a cover-up for this deeper thing. You know, it's just like, we're such a mess, you know? There's so many layers to people Mm -hmm. and trying to get down in there and get your hands dirty. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. It's kind of like, and one way I, like, looked at it, it's like, where there's like, you know, I love my parents and all, so I'm going to bring them up. So, (laughs) um, it's like, when you have something about your parents, like, you kind of don't like, but you also see in you. Yeah, Same time, and you're just like... Oh, yeah, that's a part of me I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. It's like, you see it with your parents. To me, Even if you're healthy with your parents, like... Yeah, I mean, I just turned 26, and, like, okay. for me, it's, like, it just becomes so clear, like, seeing the characteristic traits I pulled on. Mm-hmm. Even though I know it's coming from a different place, it's still manifesting in their same kind of characteristic as my parents, and, it, yeah, it is, it's weird because, I mean, I don't try to try to dodge around it. Like, I just see these same things like acting themselves out in my life and it's just weird mm-hmm. to see them pass down and it's like man like I used to observe my parents do that and now I'm doing it except I don't know how to stop it mm-hmm. just yeah like drinking too much and drinking too much partying, <laughs> partying. yeah doing drugs all the time my parents are crazy crack addicts I've, I had was it I had a drinking drink too much one night everyone went to Santa's pub yeah uh, I haven't been there but that's got a you cool karaoke it, yeah. thing I've heard the well, rumors last like real big drunk night yeah <laughs> So, yeah, don't... Would you, did you sing? Oh, yeah, I definitely sang. <laughs> I was like, I can't go to a karaoke bar and not sing. What are some of your go-to songs? Do you have a batch? Um, Uptown Funk. I always like to do the ones to get people hyped. Sure. So yeah. Uptown Funk's a good one. Valerie by the by Amy Winehouse. I do Amy the Amy Winehouse, Winehouse version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I always kind of look and see. I have, sometimes I like to do, like, female songs I think I can sing. Yeah, yeah. The more drunk I am, the more classic rock I get. Yeah, good. <laughs> Uh, me and a friend did uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal and mm. Huey Lewis in the News. So, that's like, good. that's, like, the classic ones you do. Yeah. So the more the more drunk I get, the more classic rock I do. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not going to a karaoke bar to do a hype song, then you're just killing the mood. Just like, I why would you do a slow... They should just take ballads off the list. Yeah, like, come on, it's people like, are drunk. People are drunk. People want to have fun. <laughs> Definitely don't have a good enough voice to do it. Let's be real. Like, I've heard Girl Crush performed badly, like... I don't think I've ever heard Girl Crush performed well. Wait, what's Girl Crush? This is like this song? country song. Oh, I got a okay. girl yeah, yeah. crush. Yeah. Never heard that song played well yeah. <laughs> or sang well. Yeah. Don't even know who sings it originally. Don't even know. Because the majority of it's been covers. Yeah. When you deal with country people all the time. <laughs> um, but anyways, and you, you're you working on an EP, correct? 
Yeah, it's really I'm calling it an album, but it really is an EP. It's seven songs. Okay. So Brady's striding that line, but as we were just talking about Kanye, if he's putting out seven song albums, mm-hmm. I think I can call mine an album with seven songs. In the streaming world, it's like doesn't even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, seven songs. Um, just put out a single as well. It's kind of like it's not a part of the album, but just kind of introducing people to my music again because it's been. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing I put out was in 2015, maybe early 2016. So it's been a while. Okay. Yeah, it's coming along nicely. These are all th- songs I wrote. The majority of them are songs I wrote since coming to Nashville, which was okay. the beginning of 2017. And since then, it's just been obviously, you know, head first in the music, open mic nights, mm-hmm. and just strengthened my skills. So I think that these are a strong batch. You like know? The little teeny bobbers trying to play like Taylor Swift guitar badly. Some da, of that, thank da, God da. there's not too much of that, but that does happen occasionally. We'll get these. <laughs> it's like, you, like they, they're so bad at guitar, like, duh, duh, <laughs> duh, 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 But it's I like, mean, I will say this, that even some of them can play better than some of the people I saw, like grown men I saw in open mics back in like Delaware. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, there's one thing I do appreciate about it, even if it's country songs and music I don't like, is that most mm-hmm. people around here can at least play their instrument. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can't say that about every town. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, where are you from originally? From Delaware. Okay. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And, yeah, I've been here for about a year and a half. Okay. And but, yeah, I. so, yeah, you probably moved here a couple months after I did. I moved here June 2016. Okay. I was January 2017. Okay. So, yeah, we're yeah, close. So, yeah. We're close enough. But uh, so we moved here around the same time. But uh, and then Delaware, where at in Delaware? Wilmington. It's like the northern part. It's okay. basically like Delaware's a small state, right? It's so tiny. Yeah, yeah. The second tiniest, I think. Um, yeah, we're like forty-five minutes from New um, Philadelphia, like two hours from Baltimore, three hours from New York. It's a nice little hub there. Yeah, nice little like touring area. Yeah, it's great. The Northeast is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, but oh yeah, but you look at because like Delaware's so small. <clears throat> look at like states. Like, going across, it's, like, super small. It's like, ah, nice small areas, you know, and then they just keep getting bigger the more west you go, and then, like, they stop caring. Yeah. Like, even look (laughs) at counties, too. They're just, like, who cares? Yeah, it's just huge Look at the counties for, like, uh, California. It's just, like, we just gave up. It takes longer to drive from Nashville to Memphis than it does to drive the entirety of Delaware. Yeah. Like, north and south. That's crazy. Like, the state's so big. All these states out Mm -hmm. in the Midwest are crazy big. Yeah, I know. Like, my parents live, like, eight hours away. And it's like, it doesn't look that far. <laughs> yeah. Eight hours is tough. I drove 10 hours to Oklahoma City where my brother lives. And that's just like, it's like, I could have been done like four hours ago. It's just like 10 hours is a bit much. Mm-hmm. Anything past eight or 10 is brutal. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can do anything. Yeah. It's just a road warrior. If you're, if you're like the, you're, you know, you're like with the touring musician and it's just like, you're either the driver or not the driver. Yeah. <laughs> you're the van driver. So it's yeah. like, I, I can drive. Yeah. Just get lost on the road. Mm-hmm. One time I had, like, I got strep, and, like, so you just feel like death. And so I was just, like, I had to drive, like, four hours, something like that. And I was like, oh, man. you know what? <laughs> I can drive anything now. Yeah. Like, middle of the night, that. it's just like, yep. Yeah, I felt the way. The first time I drove back to Delaware, it's that's a 12-hour drive. And um, I left at, like, 6 p.m. and got there, like, 6. Like, just all through the night, just drove, like, mm-hmm so dark there's no street lights you can't even see anything around you and i was like after this i feel like a real man mm-hmm. i feel like i can do anything are you more of a night person or a morning mm. that's a tough question i want to say night but i'm just on such a nine to five schedule now that so i probably you're able to mornings. wake up yeah you might be more of a morning like like you might if you had to drive would you rather drive at night or during the day 
if traffic was out of the equation, I'd rather drive during the day, but I don't mind driving through the night because there's no one on the road. So that's a nice mm-hmm. advantage. Because, yeah, when I do like when I have to drive somewhere, it's like I'd rather sleep a little bit more and then drive and like you get there a little late. Then yeah. like and some people are like, like to wake up early, get there as soon as possible. And was like, no, nah, that's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like waking up at like 430 in the morning and mm-hmm. getting on the road. That's brutal. It was just like, yeah, I'd, I'd, it'd be more dangerous for me to like wake up at 430 to drive than it would be for me to stay out, like, till, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. To drive. Like, yeah. I, it'd be worse. Yeah. But uh, um, that's the touring. That's, I mean, that's touring. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, the Delaware. And then, um, so, yeah, what was the music scene like there? I was, like, curious about that. I mean, it it's kind of having, like, a weird moment. When I was in high school, there was a really cool music scene, and there was two really popular maybe more than that like two or three really popular local bands that like were awesome to see mm-hmm. by the time i had gotten to college and then graduated it had just been kind of swallowed up by because philly's so close that it just kind of like if any band gets anywhere they'll move to a bigger city whether it's new york philly because everything's right there yeah so yeah the delaware scene is not very great um there's a lot of cover bands that's kind of the main thing oh yeah <laughs> so those guys run the scene there um i mean i had a good time like i was doing couple shows a month at the very least a couple open mics but yeah it was pretty just the people you can play with because i also wanted i wanted to be in a band like i am now mm-hmm. and the amount of people to pick from and like wanted to join a band with was very slim so that was oh, probably the biggest yeah. disadvantage like mm-hmm. no one was doing even people my age like they weren't doing similar stuff and they weren't <laughs> yeah it was just that was the toughest part i, mean, I think everyone's doing like metal there was like I, I don't know that might be a Midwest thing. Everyone was in the metal. Yeah, I don't. I didn't run into a lot of metal bands, but just like weird, like prog rocky. I guess. Oh maybe. yeah, yeah. Where it's like they, you call it progressive rock because it's not good. Yeah, because you can't play guitar very well. It's like you, <laughs> if you if your music just kind of sucks, just call it experimental, mm-hmm. and then uh, it doesn't have to be bad or uh, new music. Oh, you just noticed everybody. Yeah, I did just notice that. <laughs> just. I'm trying to get this. That's, that's a throwback. Trying to get a '90s theme in this room, so you're doing pretty well. Trying to get sync. some Beanie Baby. I want to finish that. I want to get some Beanie Babies and a Furby. So Furby. So nice. So just like playing to make it kind of '90s. Yeah. Because well, my thing is, it's like every state kind of has like a sound, like or where you're from. Yeah. So it's like New Jersey has a big, you know, Springsteen. So like, yeah, yeah. You want your studio to reflect that sound, and yeah. so I'm trying to get it '90s because from Kansas, and so in Kansas. Uh, Everything's stuck like 20 years in the past. Really? And so, yeah, it's just like you go to these small, like nice small like towns and it's just like it's still the 70s here. Yeah. So like that's kind of like the big thing in Kansas, at least to me anyway. So it's my more is like everything's a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. So That's a cool vibe. But with Airbud, it's like you could not make that movie today. Like that was pre – like because 9-11 changed like everything in America, like especially <laughs> entertainment because uh, – because uh, entertainment should be nice and wholesome, and that's why the '90s are so. It just like opened us all up to like weird yeah. things, and the whole in- entertainment industry is basically in America. Yeah, wow, Airbud and 9/11 in the same sentence. That might be yeah, the first. Well, it's just like <laughs> it's just like a goofy movie where like in the '90s you felt like you didn't have anything to worry about. So like a goofy movie about a dog playing basketball is like yeah nothing. yeah they had a bunch of those. I remember they had MVP, Most Valuable Primate, was a movie we watched <laughs> that out in school. Yeah, they were big with the animals playing sports. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now it's like all action adventures, like the good guy wins. Always. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just I don't, yeah, besides Infinity it. War. but See, I've, I'm not big in the comic book world, 
that's my thing. I know a lot of people love it. I know. But for me, it's like, I know who's going to win, except Infinity War, which apparently he's not. So. <laughs> apparently, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's so. out on digital, so you you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the movie comes out, like, you can spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like when it's in theaters, it's like not everyone has access to a movie theater. So, but, uh, and then Delaware, and then he moved here 2017. Yeah. He started, uh, Son brother, that's correct, right? Not brother, son. Son brother, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, right. so that name came with me. I had been running under that moniker for a while. And so I came here. I just did the open mic and, like, songwriting scene for a hard, like, I don't know, six to eight months, maybe ten months. Like, I was just lost and doing, like, four open mics a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, this weird graduation process where you're doing the open mics and you're doing the songwriting rounds. And then by the mm-hmm. end of that, you're like, I don't want to even play outside anymore because – the writer bad. rounds are draining mm-hmm. and the open mic nights, they can be draining too because you just, mm-hmm. it's like how many nights, it's just like you're constantly working. It's like I'm at work, then I'm at the open mics, which I love, but mm-hmm. you just it's not sustainable to do that. I like to do year. them for like testing out new songs. Totally, yeah. That's, that's my mindset for. with them. Like when I tell people, it's like use those to try out new songs. Yeah. Because like you're not going to get famous off of it. Yeah. It's like how, that's what comedians do. Like they test, they just go to open mic nights. Like you see, like even big ones, like Dave Chappelle goes to open mic nights. Yeah, yeah, sure. And he just like signs up and he's like, all right, and try out some new jokes. Yeah, yeah, definitely great for trying out new songs. <laughs> and in the beginning it was great because like, I didn't know anybody here. Yeah. So I was just like meeting so many people. I was playing all these songs I had like in my Rolodex already, trying them out and seeing if they held up. Mm-hmm. So it was great. But yeah, once I ran this course, then I started kind of collecting the guys around me. Um, the first guy being the keyboardist, Bobby. And then, yeah, it just kind of grew organically. We found a bassist and we found a drummer. Uh, my girlfriend sings harmonies. And Okay. I was wondering who was the female vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all of us were officially together uh, this past January was when we all – played mm-hmm. our first show together maybe it was february with the whole band together so mm-hmm. yes yeah, relatively new having everyone together but i mean they're all great musicians so they didn't take them any time at all to mm-hmm. learn them yeah um well it's like everyone here it's just like was it when i play with jackson he's just like oh do you need me to make you charge or anything I'm like honestly we just made the songs all <laughs> figured them out dude people like like everyone in my band is a better musician than me which is crazy that's like what, they, that's what you want yeah i know it's like <laughs> intimidating as hell but it's so nice to have guys around you that are not just learning the songs, but they're taking mm-hmm. them to a, even further than mm-hmm. they were when I originally wrote them. It's incredible. Which is definitely for me. I mean, like I do solo music too, so it's like here's the album recording. I don't need it to sound like the album recording. That's going to be a total. I use program drums because mm-hmm. it's pop music. Yeah. So it's like they're going to be program drums. Um, when you get a real drummer in, it's kind of like different. I'm like, put a good feel on it. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. make this sound cool. Make it a little more groovy. Mm-hmm. That's when, like, I mean, that's when I started to really like pop music, when I saw, like, live videos, and they had, like, a real drummer. Yeah. It's like, and that's when I started liking hip-hop, too. It's just, like, I think I saw, like, Childish Gambino, like, mm-hmm. live video, and he's, like, he has a full band. I'm, like, this is cool. Yeah, when, uh, when rappers play with drummers live, they always have the sickest drummers, and they have oh a gosh, great yeah. sound. I saw uh, Kendrick Lamar at Bridgestone. And oh, jeez. You couldn't <laughs> see his band, which, I hey, I'd rather, I wish they had the band, you could see them, but he was just on stage by himself, but it definitely was a backing band there. And yeah, it was just killing it. It was, sounds so good. Yeah, like yeah. So so yeah, I I totally get the band, especially like playing by yourself is fun. Or as I like to call it, playing with yourself. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when you get with other people and like, especially when they do something new with it. Yeah, it's, it's so exciting. Great. It's exciting, and it just gives the songs like a new shape. And you're like, wow, like this is kind of different. It's got more energy than I thought it was, but I love mm-hmm. it. And I was playing by myself for so long, like. 
three, four, like five years, like I was playing by myself. Like I just missed being surrounded by so much sound and so much energy. Mm-hmm. So it was great to uh, finally start playing again, making it, making it loud. Yeah, making loud is the the key. Not in an apartment, but like in. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, when you can be loud, it's just a lot yeah. of fun. And do you uh, play? You play acoustic. Yeah, I play an acoustic, and um, yeah, it's just funny, like. You know, like I was trying so hard to make the song stand up on their own with just mm-hmm. acoustic, which I felt like they did and they were at that point. But it's like even if the – I was playing a lot of shows without open mics. Like even if the next person just had like a bass player with them to add that depth to it, like they just blow away just someone by themselves. Yeah. And I love just listening to singer-songwriters and I think that's such a great art form. But uh, like if you can put like drums, just even just like a cajon or something, it just gives like so much more dynamic. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I hate it when people think cones are better than drummers. Yeah, definitely but, not, but it is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the joke. Uh, I was like, oh, you want me to like hit this box for you and uh, I'll have to pay more in parking than I'm actually going to make at the gig? Yeah. Sure, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. It's just a block of wood. Mm-hmm. Whoever started that, it's but genius. I hate it when music venues don't have parking <laughs> or bad parking. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, it was like, at least, like, or at least the back alley. Like, leave it... Give something for the band. like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nashville, most venues are okay. But, I mean, there's some cities where it's just like, I want to pay 30 bucks to park for a four-hour gig. Oh I don't know it's what people terrible. who, like, play downtown. Yeah, I don't know what they do at I've all. always been, like, figuring that out. Like, I don't know if they drive Lyft a lot, like, ride Lyft a lot, but. With all their gear I know. Stuff. I know people, like, who work downtown, they'll, like, park in Nissan Stadium and then they'll take a shuttle to downtown. Yeah, I do that for I work in downtown with Warner. Yeah. yeah, we get shuttled over. Yeah, which that makes sense. Like you can, that's easy to do. Like, yeah, take just do the shuttle. Yeah, but I like when you're playing a gig. It's like if you're like I guess drummers they usually have a kit there, but it's like you get yeah, to bring your hopefully. amp and your guitar. It's like yeah, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's a rough life, but uh, but yeah, most of the good venues have parking, so or at least like somewhere on the street. Yeah. Um, I know, like, the ones in East Nashville, like, they're super easy. Oh, yeah, Because you got to get Nashville. there early anyway. You know, so no one's there taking up spots, so. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where we're playing most of the time. Mm-hmm. But we are playing. Um, our release show is going to be October 20th at The Local, which is on the West End, formerly The Country. Are you familiar okay, with that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that, I don't know what their parking situation is like, but it's right by Centennial, so there's a bunch of street parking at least. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, in Kansas City, like... I've never. I've actually never paid for parking. That's like my Kansas City is not. You just park. You just pull. You can over. find like you can find it on the street easy. Yeah. And then even here, I've never paid for parking. Yeah, Nashville. Like my first couple months, I was paying for parking everywhere because I didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. But then I was like, wait, like, there's so much free parking on the streets available. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I realized that I was going to Germantown, and one of the lots there was like twenty dollars for like two hours. It's like what? How can that even be a real thing? Yeah. It's insane in Germantown, but then. There's so much street parking that. Which I always advise people, like, if you're going to go drinking and you're going to go downtown, which, God help you. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, it's just like, you could probably take a lift, like, from wherever you're staying, and it's going to cost less or about the same as parking downtown. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about someone driving. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's... Lyft, is, Lyft is a sponsor, so we, I we have to. I support Lyft. I don't know if Lyft is on this one, so. I support Lyft anyway. So, They're yeah, it's, it's better than Uber, yeah. Let you tip the drivers, makes everyone feel better. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, so 
moved to Delaware, moved here, started your sound. And so I, cause I've listened, I listened to at least five of the songs. Um, what were they more? Um, they're kind of like John, Father John Misty sounding. Yeah, me. I mean, he's a huge influence um, for sure. Him and Fleet Foxes, they're like the OGs of this kind of mm-hmm. indie folk genre, or at least the new generation of it. Um, yeah, I've been having a tough time like contextualizing it, but between that, um, are you familiar with Bahamas at all? Sound familiar. He's got some really cool um, singstar and stuff. But yeah, it's basically like indie folk. Um, a lot of so they're based around the guitar. That's what they're all built on the guitar. And I do a lot of picking, or at least mm-hmm. some kind of like guitar picking to start the song. And then the drums are very subdued but powerful. The keys. I have a keyboardist, and he kind of lends everything in this kind of ethereal sound. Mm-hmm. They kind of float around us. And so yeah. Father John Missy Fleet Foxes, those guys definitely being like the biggest influences to get to where I've come from so far. But those guys are obviously in a whole different league, mm-hmm. obviously. Father John Misty is Michael Buble for people who shop at Trader Joe's. Wow. Uh, I'd have to think through that analogy. That's like, yeah, it's going <laughs> to change your life. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Michael Buble is good, too. I used to be a Michael Buble fan. Yeah, I, I mean, got his like, Christmas Michael album not on vinyl. It's like no one, no one hates that guy. <laughs> No, definitely not. It's just like, oh, I mean, he's kind of like for middle-aged women, but it's like, yeah, he's a talented. Like, he's if you don't like him, it's probably because like you had to listen to like one of his songs like on loop. Yeah, or you had to like learn it for jazz band in high school did you, or something. Did you have to learn any? Were you in jazz band? In I high was school? in jazz band in high school. Well, what'd you play? I played drums actually. You played drums? Oh, cool. Yeah. I played guitar in mine oh, and sick. in college too. So nice. So um, yeah, I took it. More so just to have a free period, but then I actually got pretty serious, and I was doing take five, five, four beat on the drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that one, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of jazz songs, I don't know why, like if you, like vocal melodies get in my head quick. Yeah. Jazz, like stuff, like will like go from one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. Like I'll play it okay. Like I'm like, oh, let's do this. You remember how it goes? I'm like, no. no, no. <laughs> like all that stuff, like I don't know why. I can't remember jazz, like songs like that, but uh, – it's weird. It's probably, there's probably some disease I have that it's keeping me. It's like, ah, oh, sir, you looks like you have brain damage. <laughs> oh, damn. They probably, they'll down. probably figure that out. <laughs> like, we listened to 40 episodes of your podcast, and we think Here's you are, we very much have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if someone could psychoanalyze you from your podcast, that'd be interesting. Technically, I'm not trying to get political, but technically, in that sense, like, they can kind of make a educated guess assumptions yeah from that but you like a per actual assessment is like you actually have to volunteer for it oh well that's why um there's a lot of doctors saying and that's why i'm not want to get political that trump has like something mentally wrong with him yeah. which besides not doing whatever you think i think they're right but they're probably they probably are but they always have to like they have to be like as professionals they're always just like um i'm not representing the school i work for or the doctor's office oh, when true. i say yeah, this yeah. it's the first thing they do and then they're like second we think that he might have a mental it's like something wrong with him mentally yeah, yeah, yeah. um we don't know what for sure it is we can make guesses but we think there is something so gotta it's put like, the disclaimers out there mm-hmm. so yeah. they can do like only so much and then like like 500 disclaimers before they say it a lot of power comes from having that doctorate man yeah phd i mean look which i think is like the smart thing to do that not like, oh yeah, you you are schizophrenic or whatever. It's like, no, um, we think he might be this. <laughs> yeah, I heard recently that sometimes, like, uh, I guess therapists or um, psychologists, whatever, like giving someone a label that they then have to work around can be super damaging. Mm-hmm. 
not endorsing that, just saying I heard that recently that it's like once you put once you label someone, then they like put it in their brain. It's like I have this thing that I have to get through, and it's like makes a battle even harder. Mm-hmm. Just thought that'd be interesting. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Therapists can't live with them, but you, have, you can live with them. People did live without them for a while. True, and then we had like what the French Revolution. Yeah, like gladiator battles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Was it? Oh, the best thing I saw. Um, it was treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. Which is a good, good thing to say, but at the same time, it's like I'm not gonna put the janitor in a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be the I'm the worst person to like people in power. I'm just like, how are you, sir? I'd rather <laughs> cheat the CEO like the janitor, because I treat the janitor like he's my friend. Like, hey, yeah, man. I treat I treat the jan- janitor. Yeah, nice. like, and I'm just like I respect you. Like I would actually clean up my own mess. And I was like, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. But it's like it's a funny because I, I don't like to I like to do self checkouts because then I know the cashier has to do less work. <laughs> I do do self-checkout, and then sometimes that I have too many groceries, I do through line, and it just feels like such a luxury having someone bag my own mm-hmm. food for me and stuff. I'm just like, great. I, always, I do it New York style where it's just like you buy like a little bit at a time every yeah. day, and so you just go way too much. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, oh, I go to Kroger's a lot, but at the same time, I'm not spending any more than I would. You're just inconveniencing yourself more and more. Yeah. But just, as long as you're okay with it. But if you minus. do self-checkout at Kroger, it's like... Super fast. <laughs> it's super fast. The I don't Kroger. know why Kroger's is like always fast. Kroger's needs self checkout. Even like self checkout and even the lines. Like I've never had a problem. Yeah. And then you Kroger's go to like Walmart good. once and you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't stand Walmart. That's not a thing. Like in Delaware, there's like one Walmart and no one really goes to it. It's like pretty new. Mm-hmm. But people um, elsewhere in the country love themselves in Walmart. Well, it's like it small. Have the same stigma. And, like, small towns, like, they put the Walmarts in. Yeah. And it's like, it's like that's all you thing. got. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I've lived in the middle of nowhere. Is Walmart so I, a sponsor, by the way? I wish. You wish? Actually, no. <laughs> I don't like, I don't know if I like Walmart. Yeah. But I like, we take their money. I take their money, yeah. Welcome to Walmart. So, <laughs> we have good sponsors on. The goal for the sponsors, which which we probably shouldn't talk on on record, which is, like, is products I would actually use. Yeah. So, that's a great way. I mean, it's, it's easy to endorse. Mm-hmm. So, like Lyft and Skillshare and uh, DistroKid. Not familiar with these things. Oh, DistroKid. Yeah, DistroKid. DistroKid is your. If you're gonna, since you're gonna release music, you gotta hit DistroKid. Um, but anyways, so I think yeah, we're getting close to the end of our episode. Um, but I always like to end it like you probably know because you've listened to some. Do you have any good drinking stories? Uh, let me think of a really good recent story. Well, anyways, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, oh man. The last time I really went out and got drunk was for uh, a 21st birthday. That was probably the last really good drunk night I had out. Um, damn, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't know if I had What was the last time you threw up? Whew. I have to go back to college for that. So most of my drinking stories take place in college. I was in a fraternity for a bit, and they took drinking semi-seriously. In a fraternity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Um, all right. So last time I throw up, it must have been probably the weekend I graduated college, actually. Um, whether it was the last night or two nights before, it was all blurred at this point, but just sometimes tequila in me like just not (laughs) i hate taking tequila shots and so 
it just hit me the wrong way and it was just an immediate like I have to purge right now I have to take it out of my system and my antibodies took care of it got it out and usually like I can bounce back pretty good so it doesn't ruin the night just kind of resets you a few drinks back you know like yeah. if you were at 12 drinks you throw up now you're scientifically at eight so you can drink four more that's probably yeah yeah it's good when you can just throw up once and be good yeah if you throw up like more than once it's like <laughs> yeah more than once especially the morning after mm-hmm. that's pretty rare for me but i did know a few people in college was like every night after hard drinking they woke up and threw up that just sounded terrible yeah in the morning that's terrible Ugh. well anyways um we're we're out of time but uh, where can we check out your stuff so the new album, uh, my music under the name Sun Brother, it's two words. The uh, new album's called Metafascination, and that's going to be out October 19th. And uh, the single that you heard, Read the Room, that's on Spotify right now. And uh, yeah, you know, Facebook, Instagram, we're all caught up on the social media. Pornhub? Um, YouPorn. YouPorn, nice. Yeah. Yeah. More of an ex-hamster guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. Not a lot of hamsters. But anyways, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Schwegcast. Like always, I am Sam Schwegler, and you can check out more shows like this one at schwegmedia.com. And like always, stay awesome. Casting.